Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Monday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford right now, they are, they, Two Rivers Ford is always active in the community. But what I'm going to tell you later on in the show about is something that you can do to get involved and potentially win a sweet night at the uh, at a Preds game, courtesy of our friends at Two Rivers Ford. And I'll tell you more about that later on, a, an auction, as it were, that Two Rivers Ford is in the middle of. The best in the business, Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at garyashton.com, your dream address without the stress with the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. Rymac Mechanical will get you in your comfort zone as the seasons begin to change, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Rymac.com. And of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A2Z Sports, gets you in on all the action, whether it's the NFL, the World Series, college football, or everything in between. Do so in the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the promo code A2Z Sports. I'll talk about my college uh, my college football betting weekend later on because I had I had a clear path to six and two and Tennessee just wrecked me. Tennessee and Air Force at the end just sandbagged me in a way that hurt, but I'm sure all gamblers can appreciate. We'll talk about that at some point when we get to college football this week. So Titans coming off a big win last uh, yesterday afternoon at Nissan Stadium, a big conference win, a win against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now we've talked about the game. We'll spend a lot more time on the dissection of the game and kind of how it translates and how they can build upon their success at this point. But I want to spend tonight talking about a larger view of the conference right now, of the AFC in particular, because not just the Chiefs-Titans results that kind of made this interesting, but certainly what happened with the Baltimore Ravens at home against the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday, what you saw the Las Vegas Raiders do and have been kind of consistently doing even with their disgraced coach, John Gruden, submitting his resignation. The AFC is an interesting conference right now, and certainly interesting if you're one of the teams who's already sitting at the top, i.e. the Tennessee Titans. So I want to start the show off with your Two Rivers Ford take. If we could, let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, who is the best team in the AFC right now? Let me know on uh, whatever social platform that you're watching our show on, and we can talk about it together. I'll give you my through. Now, it may, they may not be the best at the end of the season, but through seven weeks of the NFL, excluding Monday Night Football, and Monday Night Football would be excluded anyway because this is a uh, this is an NFC game between the Seahawks and the Saints, which was just such a joy to have Marshawn Lynch part of for as brief as that might have been before he dropped a what the <laughs> what the f. Um, let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, who's the best team in the AFC right now. And while you do that, while you give me your two rivers Ford take, I'll tell you about two rivers Ford, two rivers Ford is all about honesty and integrity. That's the way that they've done business for nearly 40 years and how they'll do business into the next 40 and beyond that in the years to come, along with great prices, two rivers Ford continues to make the car buying experience a fantastic one for you with things like the non-commissioned sales staff that they employ so your customers, so their customers, never feel pressured throughout the course of the car search or the car buying process. There's a reason that Two Rivers Ford is one of the most trusted names in all of Tennessee. Two Rivers Ford 
Love where you buy your Ford. Go visit them in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what did you see from the AFC through seven weeks of the NFL? Who do you consider to be the best team in this conference at this point as we get closer and closer to the halfway mark of the season? Uh, for me, it's it's hard not to put the Titans in this conversation. Now, I'll I'm I'm going to say I'm not going to say it's the Titans tonight because I do still think that they have some flaws. Even if even if the last six days have gone, I mean, have gone n- near perfect, right? The last seven days, if you're talking about a week from Monday Night Football, they could not be in a better position than they have put themselves in, and that's all credit in the world to them. And honestly, for the Titans, there still may may be room for improvement, but I can't say definitively through seven weeks that they're the best team in the conference. Right now, I would have said that it was Buffalo before Monday night, and then the Titans handled them the way that they did. I would have said that I would have said that Baltimore belongs somewhere in the conversation after they beat the Chargers, and then you see the Bengals smack them around in Baltimore in a way that's clear and obvious to everybody. So, who's the best team in the AFC at this point? Let's go to some of your comments and get you involved. Mister Weezer says the Bengals. Uh, actually, the Bills. So. Uh, was Buffalo? I think Buffalo was on a bye week this week. If I am, uh, if I'm not mistaken about that, I'm pretty sure the Bills had their bye in Week Seven after playing Monday Night Football. I believe I'm accurate in that. And as I cruise through a quick glance at the schedule, I am correct in that the Buffalo was off this week. So you know they're they're la- they still gave the Titans. Uh, a lot more fight than Kansas City did. Right? Um, the they still were able to put up. All kinds of yardage on a defense that has played better, but was still allowing Buffalo to move the ball up and down the field. And it came down to really one play. And it never comes down to one play. Like there's a series of events, obviously, that sets up the one play being the deciding factor in a game. But this this game did come down to one defensive play. Other than that, I don't think that there was a clear and obvious, you know, I don't think that the Titans were clearly and obviously better than the Buffalo Bills just because, they stopped the fourth and short short sneak, right? Like I think everybody, if we're looking at this objectively, would say that is indeed the case. Um, Bengals and Bills for Brian Bowman. Derek Rhodes is riding with the home team. He says that it's the Titans. Dom Odell agrees, as does Darla. Uh, Jamie Lahue says Bills or Ravens. I, you know, I still I'm undecided about Baltimore because I've been waiting for I'm been waiting for all these injuries that they have to catch up to them. And I don't know how much of it was due to injury yesterday, but the Bengals defense just kicked Lamar's ass for four quarters. It was crazy. It was crazy to go back and watch. I watched about three quarters of that game this morning on game pass, and I'll, I'll spend some more time on it uh, later in the week. Cause I know we're going to talk about it on the install with Greg Cosell, but there was, there's a lot to like about the Ravens. And then they go out and put that kind of performance on, which really surprises me. Um, Brian Bowman says, need to call two rivers Ford for sure. You should do that, Brian. I, uh, I'm actually going to head out there later this week and get my car worked on because their customer service is the best. Um, James Henderson says, Buck, the Titans still have another three weeks to truly gel and get healthy. Once they get there, this team will be amazing. Yeah, but James, I'm not talking about once they get there. I, you know, that's all well and good. It's, it's rainbows and butterflies and puppy dogs out somebody's ass. Like it just doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, three weeks from now, we have no idea what they could look like three weeks from now. They could end up with more injuries three weeks from now. They could be totally healthy and they could be, you know, they could have gone four and O down this four game stretch that we thought they'd be lucky to get 
out of two and two, we have no idea. I don't care about three weeks in the future. I care about right now. I care about the results on the field. I care about the sample size that we've been able to see. Now, if you want to, if you want to have optimism in your team to move forward, of course, that, that is entirely your right. I, I appreciate that. And I'm not here to diminish that. All I'm saying is we're talking about results on the field at present, not future speculation. Don't get ahead of the game. Keep stay focused on what you have seen through seven weeks thus far. Uh, Royal Wright says right now it's the Titans. Um, Evan White just with a with the the go ball shot after a 28 to 7 19 minute uh, beatdown that Alabama put on the Vols throughout the course of the second half of that game after it being only a one touchdown difference going into halftime. Um, the Titans are the best for Twin Nuba 2 on Twitch. And I understand why a lot of, listen, they, it's hard for me to not look at the Titans and say, yeah, especially coming off that Chiefs game, they, I don't know that anybody had a more complete performance in week seven than the Tennessee Titans did. Now, admittedly, I haven't had ch- a chance to go back through and watch all of the games on game passes I like to do. And, and I'll have that done by tomorrow, hopefully, because there's a lot of football to catch up on when I don't get to watch anything but one game really on Sunday. And, and I get, I get about half of Sunday night football on any given week. But I would say at this point, for me, I'm going to look at what Dom O'Dell has and Lane uh, er, Eisen, Eisenberger, Eisenhagen, forgive me, Lane Eisenhagen. I Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your last name, Lane. Regardless, I'm going to say the Bengals because right now the Bengals look to be consistent in their performance and have strung together more than just two games. You know, we just got tough, resilient guys that you know don't back down under pressure. That team puts the most pressure on you of, of any team that I've played in the league. And, <clears throat> and we really responded today. We got guys on the outside that are tough, physical guys that are tough to cover. And the O-line played great today you know, when they had to. Third downs were a big emphasis for us. Um, and I think, I don't know what the stats were, but I, I felt pretty good about all of our third downs in the second half. So, you know, it was a good day. So that's Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals talking about his team after the win against the Baltimore Ravens at home. It's time to start taking the the Cincinnati Bengals seriously. Joe Burrow was outstanding. Jamar Chase was incredible. He had an 82-yard touchdown statement kind of play. He was breaking tackles. He was burning through the Ravens' defense. They entered the day Cincinnati did with the number five scoring defense, and they played so well against Lamar Jackson. I saw in the athletic from Jeff Howe that the Ravens had scored 65 points over their previous two games, and they were held to a season low 17 points at home against Cincinnati. I think the biggest part of Cincinnati that's not being enough discussed or is just now starting to be paid attention to is just how damn good that defense has been. The Cincinnati Bengals, I through seven weeks, they look like the best team in the AFC right now. They have consistently done this. They have strung it together. You've seen some, some, uh, some. I don't want to say, I don't want to say bad turnovers from Joe Burrow, but you've seen some learning mistakes from Joe Burrow. But it's crazy to think that he's only in year two and playing at this level, especially after having the majority of his rookie season robbed from him. I think it was the majority. No, actually, I think he might have played the majority of his rookie season. I don't remember exactly what week. He tore his ACL, but it's good to see that they haven't missed their stride and that they've improved with a fun young Bengals team. Now it could change in a couple of weeks. 
Uh, I know they're playing the Green Bay Packers coming up. I really love this Cincinnati team, though. I really enjoy watching them. Uh, I do. Uh, I do think that I. Uh, I do think that you know. I just as I enjoyed the Carolina Panthers when they got off to a three and zero start, and you started to see some flaws. Doesn't mean that it can't spiral very quickly, as the NFL is known to do. Taylor Pisano says, "About time they're good. They've had top five picks for years now." Yeah, but the bank. I mean, the Bengals. It, I, I never know what to do with the Bengals, right? Because I feel like they draft pretty well. I feel like they do a good job drafting. It's just that they, for whatever reason, don't retain their talent, uh, their core talent, as as the way that a lot of other NFL teams do, right? I mean, A.J. Green, they've had great offensive lines in Cincinnati. Andy Dalton, they made him look like a uh, like he could. I mean, you could have won. There was a year when Andy Dalton, I think it was like 2015 or 2014, Andy Dalton was being talked about as an MVP candidate. And they were playing really, really well. You look at guys like Marvin Jones. Um, Joe Mixon, uh, Giovanni Bernard, who's still in the league. Like they have, they have done well to accumulate talent. Geno Atkins is a good, or was a good player. I know he's no longer on the, uh, on the Cincinnati Bengals, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of good things that they've done from a personnel standpoint in Cincinnati. It's just, they've never been able to, they've never been able to put it together. Um, Drew says, read the comment I posted. It is a good one. I'll try and go back and Find it if I can, Drew, but you'll forgive me. There's a lot of comments and they're moving fast across four different social media platforms. And if I have to scroll back as far as I'm having to do now, Drew, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, this is too far, Drew. Oh, I, here it is. I think it is the Titans' hands down because we are five and two, lots of injuries once we get healthy. But again, Drew, you're did you not just hear what I said? And it's okay if you didn't. Like, I'm not mad at you because I know people come in and out of the show over the course of it. But like, I don't care about future results. Your predictions mean nothing, and I and I don't mean that to be dismissive. Like nobody's predictions mean anything to me. I don't care how you think they're going to do down the stretch once they get healthy because their schedule is easy. Like I don't care about that. I'm looking at what I have seen played out on the field. Again, we need to focus and, and use the sample size that we have available to us, and not get so far ahead of ourselves as to talk about future weeks and future. Uh, and future uh, future games. Derek Rhodes says Burrow is going to be a top ten quarterback going into the uh, going into the future. I hope so. I really I really enjoy him, and I really hope the Bengals. I hope Bengals fans. I really do wish good things for Bengals fans because they feel like they've just been tortured for a long, long time. But we'll continue to talk about this, and and maybe some of you guys can make an argument for the Titans, and and I'm happy to listen hear that out because nobody nobody has seen. I would argue nobody has seen as much Titans football as me or anybody else in the media core because it's literally my job to watch every snap. But and I'm not I'm not as close to teams like the Chargers or the Ravens or the Bengals, so I only get to see them on a, a week by week sample size and in a much condensed, much more condensed situation because I'm watching their games back on Game Pass in like 33 or 34 or 36 minute intervals because that's the way the Game Pass puts those games back together. We'll talk about that over the course of this evening's show right after I tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. The best in the business is DraftKings Sportsbook, and using the promo code A2Z Sports, you can make sure that you're in on all the action with an authorized betting partner of the NBA like DraftKings Sportsbook is. They know, and you know, that the best way to go about things is with a strong starting five. So, Because of that, new customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays, which allows you to combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. 
All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2ZSports. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code A2Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789. So who's the best team in the AFC right now? I think through seven weeks, it's been the Cincinnati Bengals. And that is not something that I thought I would say at the start of the season. Uh, let's see. Uh, why not trade Lawan? We, oh, I don't want to get into Taylor Lawan trades. You need Taylor Lawan. You need him down the stretch. And clearly your second round pick isn't good enough to play left tackle when literally all of the left tackles go down and some dude named Bobby Hart is coming off the street to start for you against the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's not, don't talk to me about trading Taylor Lawan. Let's not be dumb about things. Um, uh, oh, there's people. Oh, okay. I see where that's coming from. That wasn't a comment necessarily directed at me, but there's people arguing about uh, arguing about Taylor Lawan. Gabriel says, "Speculate on Lawan, Buck. What what is there to speculate? Gabriel, what do you want me to what do you want me to speculate on? There is no speculation. I will tell you. I will report to you that the tit- Tennessee Titans are not trading Taylor Lawan. Like this is not something that's being discussed at all within the building. Now maybe they'll they'll." Maybe they'll try and sell him off for parts after the season. That's entirely possible. His cap hit's going up. I know that that is certainly something that they are considering into future salary cap implications. Mario Habib says he is awful. Well, then, Mario, you haven't been watching the last three weeks of Titans football uh, because Taylor Lewan has strung, and that offensive line, have strung a pretty good uh, three weeks together. So your opinion clearly is invalid because you haven't been paying attention and not necessarily like you would be, like I would expect you, to be uh, an expert in uh, in offensive line playing, but you're showing your ass when you say things like that because you're just not paying attention. Um, let's see. So uh, is he a Titan next year, says Gabriel? I have no idea. It's possible. Um, uh, they, they, they're not good enough without him right now. It helps when Tannehill gets rid of the ball as quickly as he did. Uh, 2.17 seconds is average time to throw is the lowest of any quarterback this season. So he's literally catching the ball and he's getting rid of it. He's not messing around. At all, because he's tired of getting hit, too. And, yeah, you can do that sometimes and mitigate your offensive line issues. Tom Brady's been doing it for 22 years, as I watch him on the Manning cast right now. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, if D- Dylan Raidens, if in a perfect world, they would have probably found different positions for Raidens to play, but he can barely get on the field right now as it is as a second-round pick, and it's not like they've had tremendous success drafting offensive linemen right now. Um, it may just come down to a salary cap uh, casualty. And he has no guaranteed money on the books or no dead cap hit on the books next year. So that would be a very, very clean cut unless you find a way to rework his deal and and keep him in Tennessee for a lower price. And right, honestly, right now he's a pretty good value um, compared to what other left tackles in the league are getting paid. So you may like your, your prospects in the uh, offensive line class. It seems like it's a very, very defensive heavy first round for, those of us who have started to uh, do their draft research, because of course draft research starts in damn October, and uh, in order to have any any chance of keeping up once the actual draft gets here, as I've learned, uh, as I've learned from people like Teron Davenport and Trevor Sikama and John Lenyard, who do this at a way higher level than I do. Um, but uh, for for Taylor Lewan, yeah, there's you're not you're not trading uh, you're not trading him certainly not this season and. 
if he if he continues to be this uncertain uh, from a health standpoint, as he has been, then you're not going to get anybody to trade for him next year. Now, you may just end up cutting him, and that may be all well and good. But, um, yeah, I just – I don't know enough – we don't know enough to be able to tell you uh, definitively, and to speculate just seems lazy and, and useless. I want my opinion and my my knowledge of things to mean something. So if I just throw shit out there for you guys – uh, like you guys do, then what? what's the difference between you and me? You know what I'm saying? Um, Xavier Clements is not surprised Raiden is playing guard. Heard on you and Cosell's pod that he was better off at guard or center anyway. We'll see. Um, we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll talk about it over the course of uh, over the course of the uh, the year as we get into it. Uh, Buck, you got to like seeing comp start calling out some of the analysts on the big networks. Can't say I'm surprised with zero responses. Back to him, yeah. I, I saw Will Compton going after, uh, <laughs> going after uh, who was it today? It was Shannon Sharp today. Um, Shannon Sharp, who called him Greg Landry, an off-season acquisition for the Tennessee Titans instead of Harold Landry, a draft pick from 2018. I mean, I don't, I don't need, I don't have the time or the energy to go back into the whole why do Titans fans care about what people who don't watch their team have to say about their team. You guys are smart enough. You can learn that on your own. You don't need me to tell you that. And all, all I will say to you is Greg Landry is not a Titans outside linebacker and Taylor Lewan is not a left tackle for the Buffalo Bills. And we can move on after that. Let's talk about the most disappointing teams in the NFL right now, if we could, on A to Z Sports Primetime. Let us do that uh, with this. Which NFL team has been the most disappointing? in 2021 give me your response on facebook youtube twitter and twitch you can look at a team like the seahawks due to injury without russell wilson they uh have been a pretty big disappointment you can look at teams uh you can look at teams like the denver broncos who got off to a 3-0 start and have now gone on a four-game losing streak you can look at the carolina panthers and maybe you weren't expecting much out of the carolina panthers who are also on a slide unto themselves but for you which nfl team has been the most disappointing in the nfl this year let me know on facebook youtube twitter and twitch we'll talk about it together right after i tell you about our friends at brymac mechanical b-r-y-m-a-k brymac.com you guys can spell you see it right below me the best in the business satisfaction guaranteed when it comes to all of your hvac needs they will put you in a position to succeed, you will be grateful that you gave them a call or visit that it, visited them online for your commercial or your residential HVAC needs at brymac.com. Three locations in Tennessee and Kentucky to make sure that you get taken care of. So, who's the most disappointing NFL team right now? It could be the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs are a big one. The Chiefs are uh, the Chiefs led all of. Sports media coverage today with what the hell is happening with the Chiefs three and four. They are uh, they are a bit of a nightmare scenario right now. Now they still have the most talented quarterback in in all of football. The greatest is Tom Brady. The most talented is Patrick Mahomes. So maybe they can find ways with that at their disposal to get right. But there was precious little indication of that on Sunday at Nissan Stadium when for the first time since he took over as the starting quarterback that offense didn't score a touchdown. It's crazy to me. Um, their offensive line is really, really poor in pass protection. They have not been able to give him adequate time to make some of these ridiculous throws. And then he's sabotaged by a defense that is the worst in football across many, many categories, whether it be yards per play. They're right there at the bottom 
as far as points per game allowed. They are struggling mightily against both the pass and the run, and it was good to see that the Titans were able to beat up on an opponent like that because sometimes they'll play down to that level of competition. So I would absolutely take the Chiefs as a nominee. Um, I will say, though, that it's near impossible for a team to make three straight Super Bowls. I think the Patriots have done it with Brady. Did the Buffalo Bills, did they go to three straight when when they put together that 30 for 30, you know, the four falls of Buffalo or whatever about all all four of those Super Bowls that they lost? I don't know that they went, they may have gone to three straight. My uh, my institutional knowledge of football doesn't go back that, that far, right? That was a long, long time ago, long before I was born. But uh, what I'll say to you is that uh, it's it's even for the Chiefs, even for a team as good as the Chiefs, it's near impossible to go back to the Super Bowl three straight years as they might have been able to do. Um, ninety-one through ninety-four. Oh, so I was I was I was one year old, uh, one year one years old or one year old, one year old in the last Buffalo Super Bowl, four straight for Buffalo uh, in the four. So in nineteen ninety-four, I was maybe not quite a year old, depending on. If it had been, if it was February of 1994 or February of 1995, in February of 1995, I would have been two years old. Um, no, I wouldn't have been two years old. I would be one and a half years old. All right, I'm terrible at math. Very good. <laughs> let me not, let me not embarrass myself. Uh, let me not embarrass myself further. Uh, 90 to 93. Well, then maybe, uh, maybe I wasn't alive, depending on when that Super Bowl took place. Um, Chiefs go 6-11 and 11 this year, says Xavier Clemens. I don't know that they're going to be that bad, but I think they're certainly disappointing. Um, who else are some good nominees? Uh, let's see. We have the Giants, says Jeff Charles. Yeah, I would take that because you thought that you thought you had something, I think, with the Giants defense, and you're waiting to see Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, has been he's just so up and down, right? He's just so up and down as a as – a, uh, he's not a rookie quarterback anymore. But um, I think that uh, I think that yeah I, I would take I would take the uh, I would take the the Giants as a disappointing football team this year um, has to be KC for Mikey Fleck uh, the Jets for Titans fans says Chris Frazier oh Miami says Brian Bowman yeah the the Dolphins uh, Derek Lampkin agrees Miami looks bad considering Tua takes a step forward. After and their defensive regression, I know they they've lost two of two of his best performances as a professional so far, and I know that has to be driving Brian Flores crazy. Yeah, resilient. That's you know definitely a uh, word I would use for the group. Uh, but we're just we're just you know we're on the you know I, I, like I said all week it's a slim margin for error. We're on the wrong side of that for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, starts with me obviously. Um, but you know, we're on the wrong side of that margin, and we, 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 you know, we continue to talk. We'll continue to talk about it. But at the end of the day, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta produce more on the field. And you know, I would say we're, we have some. We've had some opportunities. We had some today. We didn't take advantage. So that is. Uh... Dolphins head coach Brian Flores speaking after they lost to the Falcons 30 to 28. I had to check with producer Reed. They have one win on the season. They've uh, in fact, they're showing the highlights of that right now. A great pass from Tua rolling to his left in the back of the end zone, but they end up giving up a touchdown late or rather a field goal late 
the Matt Ryan and the Falcons, they're three and three, and the Dolphins are one and six. Uh, they have to be the most. I mean, they were 10 and six a year ago. They've already lost as many games through seven weeks as they did all of last season. And you hoped just for, just for, you know, I, I enjoy watch. I, of course, I think many of us enjoyed watching, uh, watching Tua in college. And I think a lot of people had great hopes for him. And then you see how, just how much better Derek, uh, or not Derek, um, Justin Herbert is than him with the Los Angeles chargers. And you understand completely why Tua, why Tua looks so much worse in comparison to players like that. All that hype for the Miami Dolphins, and there's just there's just nothing there at this point. Not defensively. I mean, Xavier Howard, maybe, maybe the Dolphins find a way to offload him. I know Titans fans would certainly be interested in a transaction like that. But uh, but I would say to you that the um that the Dolphins are in a really, really bad spot. Darrington, uh Darrington noted heel of the Buck Rising radio show, says his Seahawks. Uh, yeah, I, although Gino, Gino had a really nice pass to, uh, to DK Metcalf. And I think you could throw a lot of nice or even not so nice passes to DK Metcalf and he would find ways to make plays, but certainly, um, certainly the Seahawks because of injury have taken a bit of a tumble that I don't think people expected. Uh, Baker is not getting the fat cat payday. Poor fella still mad, has mad endorsements though. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. We'll see how quickly that spirals out of control because he's got a shoulder injury. Um, even if they beat the Broncos on Thursday night football, I think there's a, there's honestly a lot of disappointing teams in the NFL right now. And, uh, and at this point uh, you just have to be happy. The Titans look like they could have been one after losing to the jets, but they found a way to dig themselves out, get healthy and find ways to get things back going on the field. Um, Alex Alejandro says, pump me up, Buck. Well, what do you need to be pumped up about? What do you need a pep talk about? I'm not necessarily an inspirational person, but maybe if you give me something more specific, Alex, I could uh, give you give you a few things to get you going. Um, Buck says, Evan White, I said some truly ter- terrible things directed at Nick Saban this weekend through my TV. I'm sure you're not the only person. Um, and then he reciprocated uh, you by, uh, by not good by me. Neighbors are probably terrified. He goes on to add, uh, I would say, I would say, yeah. And Nick Saban responded by going 28 points to seven in the final 19 minutes of that game after you uh, were keeping it within one score and and just kind of stepped on your neck, Evan. So I don't think Nick Saban has much to say or has much care about what the terrible things you had to say about him, uh, about him on your, uh, on your television. Is he with one of the most undisciplined Nick Saban teams I've ever seen still kicked your ass. Can't feel great. Um, Alex says, LOL, talking about Xavier Howard going to the Titans. Well, we'll see if that happens. I don't know if that is indeed the case. Uh, I know they're certainly exploring a lot of different options uh, as the trade deadline gets closer. That's coming up in like the next, uh, is that this week, the trade deadline? Let me let me look that up really quick. I feel like the NFL trade deadline is right around the corner. Um, no, it's next Tuesday. So it's next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central time. Um, so that will be interesting to see what kind of movement they get. And listen, they, they kicked ass this weekend with Greg Maben and Dane Crookshank. And, uh, they're only going to get healthier as they try and get Chris Jackson and, uh, Christian Fulton back. So, you know, I mean, maybe they don't need to, to give up draft capital. Kyle Fuller is the most likely option says the goat CJ 2k. Well, I wouldn't say that you have no idea who the most likely option is. I don't have any idea 
or the most likely option is there could be all kinds of problems with Kyle Fuller um, outside of just performance that's got him on the bench. So I would not, uh, I would not, I would not freak out about Kyle Fuller or Xavier Howard or anyone else at this point. I would just tell you to remain calm and we'll see how things develop. Um, maybe they think they need it after the Colts. If Carson Wentz goes crazy on them, then maybe there's a, a more, a more serious conversation had, but I don't think that they're just trading for the sake of trading for players if they feel like they can survive with what they've got on the roster. And what they did Sunday was just was just that. Um, Nathan Clark says, all I hear is how the Chiefs terrible and almost no media coverage on what the Titans are doing. Right? Two huge wins in a week deserve some credit. All right, Nathan, I'm gonna say this once. Um, because I don't think I I don't think I quite went full throat on it yesterday in the way that I did on the radio today, because on the radio, I spent a lot more time on it. Um, why, why do you care? What, what a waste of energy it must be. Like, do you, do you need this validation so badly that you absolutely have to see them discuss Nathan, what are we doing tonight? What are we, we're talking about where the Titans stack up in the AFC. We're spending all kinds of time on that. I spent three hours on the radio show doing that. I'm going to spend probably a half hour on the Greg Cosell install podcast on Wednesday, breaking down the X's and O's of the Chiefs. There are a million different places you can get Titans coverage within a 60-mile radius of Metro Nashville. And you're worried about what the media what media coverage you're seeing when you turn on SportsCenter this morning isn't giving you? Why? Wait, wait, why? What, what kind of way is that to exist? Why do you need that kind of validation in your life, Nathan? What does that do for you? Does that make, does it just make you happy that the highlight would be talking about how bad the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes look because they're a bigger story? They've been in the uh, Super Bowl the last two years. They've got the most talented quarterback in all of football. They have been in the last, I think, three AFC championship games. And they had been talked about by people in the media as having dynastic potential. And they fell flat on their face. Not only did they fell flat on their face, but they're three and four and they're deep. They're, uh, they're, uh, they're, um, their division looks like it's in a really, really bad spot. Nathan, what, for what? I just, I don't understand why you would be so small-minded about it when you have a million different great options available to you as to where to get your Titans covered. So when you say almost no media coverage, I literally just described, I think, 12 hours of me just talking, just me talking about your football team. So honestly, I don't appreciate that kind of crap. When there's no media coverage, except all we're doing is giving you the media coverage that you require. And I don't even think that I'm, I'm not even saying that just to gas myself up because that's what I'm paid to do for a living. I'm just trying to understand why the hell nobody else can wrap their heads around it. Maybe most people can, Nathan, but we got to get you. We got to get you on the other side of this where you're not so caught up in this stuff. I just we're not going to be able to save everybody. You know, I just I'm just not. <laughs> I'm just not going to be able to do it. So if you want to live that way, live that way. It's going to be a miserable existence and you're never going to get, you're never going to get the payoff that you wanted. You just don't. Um, People get upset about it, Buck, because ESPN is self-proclaimed as the worldwide leader in sports, but they provide no objective coverage, but I don't care personally. I mean, I think ESPN has got plenty of objective people. They're just not objective um, when it comes to what's available to them as far as ratings are concerned. And you know what does ratings? Mahomes doing poorly, Tom Brady, the Dallas Cowboys, really any of the four teams in the NFC East, Aaron Rodgers and whatever problems or good that he's doing, whatever drama exists there. And honestly, they could probably give a damn about the rest of the NFL because the rest of the NFL doesn't uh, doesn't uh, doesn't 
bring ratings that way. And, you know, I don't have to worry about that. Like our show to our shows do good, but we don't measure them in terms of television railing ratings on national TV. ESPN does. So they have to worry about that. Abdul says maybe, uh, but you need to hit my vape pen. Well, it depends on what's in your vape, fan, uh, vape pen, because, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I gave up juuling a long time ago is what I'll say to you. So if it's, if it's nicotine, we can't talk Abdul, but we'll keep it moving for the purposes of this show. All right, let's talk about some fanatic behavior here on A to Z sports primetime. And then we'll wrap things up. Speaking of, uh, speaking of disillusioned fans, the question that I have for you on A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios is this. What's the most ridiculous thing that you've seen a fan do at a sporting event? Because the audio that I'm about to play for you is going to be second to none. What is the most ridiculous thing you've seen a drunk fan do at a sporting event? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. And on Twitch, and I'll let you know what may be at the top of the list for me, certainly coming out of week seven of the NFL season. While you guys do that, I will tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. The official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans is Gary Ashton and the Ashton team. They helped John Robinson find his dream address without the stress. They helped Preds coach John Hines find his dream address without the stress. They helped me find my dream address without the stress in downtown Nashville, right in a place where it was perfect for me logistically to be able to get around to downtown. I'm about a mile and a half from the radio station where I go to work uh, every day when I'm not doing A to Z stuff. I'm about, I'm probably a mile and a half from the Titans practice facility. I'm probably, you know, maybe 1.75 miles from Nissan Stadium. I'm right where I need to be. And I gave those specifications to the Ashton team along with what I needed as far as space was concerned they found me the perfect home and I could not be happier in my first real estate investments, the first house I've ever bought. And I wouldn't do it with anybody else but the Ashton team, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So what's the most ridiculous thing that you have seen uh, that you have seen a fan do? Uh, Eagles fans, uh, or Evans, Evan White says, Eagles fans just, just generally existing um i've never been to enough games to see a drunk fan do something dumb says ronnie oh that's pretty interesting that's honestly and and i and i gotta i gotta be more mindful of this i take uh for granted so much how that i just i get to go to game i get to go to a game every weekend like i'll i'll be texting some people some friends or something like that and be like hey you're going to the titans chiefs game no i'm not going to the titans chiefs game why the hell you're not going to the titans chiefs game going to be a lot of fun. And then I realized, oh, you have to pay for a ticket. You have to pay for parking. You have to pay for concessions. You have to wait in lines, all these things. So I, uh, I appreciate that uh, perspective, Ronnie, because I, I had one of those moments this weekend where I'm like, why the hell would people not go to the game? And then I realized, oh, because I, I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. It's because I'm paid to be there. Um, and it's, it's the best job perk in the world outside of me not having to like legitimately work for a living and to sit in my office, be able to walk down the hallway about 30 minutes before we do the primetime show and talk about sports with you guys for a half hour, for 45 minutes or for an hour, depending on how much we've got to do. So all that to say that, uh, yeah, I, 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 I appreciate that perspective, Ronnie, because I, I do not, uh, I do forget about that sometimes, uh, <laughs> sports hub we've got, Oh, we've got a bills. We've got a bills mafia troll. He says the Titans suck. 
uh, we slipped on the last play and, and uh, well, yeah, it doesn't matter, but you, you still took that fat L. It's got to be tough for you to uh, to take an L like that and to know that you gave, if, if in fact that it was just a slip and not also Jeff Simmons catching him and also not the Titans intercepting Josh Allen and also uh, the, uh, the Derrick Henry experience averaging more rushing yards or almost as many rushing yards as you were allowing to that point in the season, Derek doing that on one touchdown run. Um, that's got to be really hard for you to be that kind of salty and to know that you just gave it up to how much, how much must you, how much must you suck? If that is how your team lost a game, can you imagine? Couldn't be, couldn't be Titans fans. I don't think they're worried about that today. Tough scene. Um, so Brandon Matola says old drunk guy cussing a kid out. Um, uh, let's see. Bill's real salt. Bill's fans real salty says Matt man. Uh, I heard recently some drunk guy tried to get into the press box to get a drink. Well, it wasn't the press box. It was the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Baltimore Ravens radio broadcast booth. So imagine coach Mac and Mike Keith where they do their thing for Titans radio. Um, the Ravens set up in Baltimore for this, Ravens Bengals game because what Karen is talking about is the drunkest be fan behavior that I think I may have ever heard and it comes to us courtesy of WBAL in Baltimore. Tyler Boyd has it for a short gain out to the 34 yard line again impressive coverage what, what, by what, Anthony what are you Avery. Doing? What are you doing? Third down and six. Burrow in the shotgun. Ravens bunch six along the defensive front. Burrow takes the snap. Blitz pressure coming. He's flushed in the pocket. Throws deep near side. It is broken up. Complete at the 40-yard line. T. Higgins was the target. Anthony Averett had great coverage. And that is going to force the punt team on. If you were listening, you heard Femi say, what are you doing? What are you doing? He was not talking to the players or the coaches. We actually had a fan who was trying to climb into the broadcast booth. She said, I'm a veteran and I'm looking for a drink. Yeah, I don't serve uh, drinks at the game. I might make some cocktails at home, but this is not the right time or place. You just never know what's going to pop up or who's going to show up on game day. Now, you don't even have to see that to know how ridiculous that sounded of some fan trying to crawl into the radio broadcast booth from the stands to get a beer. Like, can you imagine just seeing like, a, like if you're calling a game and I don't know, I don't know how many people have ever seen the, uh, however, however, how, how many people have ever seen like a broadcast booth set up where you usually it's about suite level, like right above the lower bowl. And a lot of the radio broadcast teams will do do the broadcast with the windows open so you can hear the crowd atmosphere. You can get a real feel for the stadium environment. Um, like Mike Keith and Coach Mack, you can see them calling the game with the windows open from the lower bowl. And so I just picture some like zombie-like hand shooting up in front from the lower bowl of the Ravens stadium in front of the Ravens broadcast crew and trying to physically like army crawl up into the broadcast booth just to get a beer, to get a drink. I've never heard anything like that in my life. It has to be 
one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen or heard of. Uh, and it happened yesterday during the Bengals and the Ravens. And I had that brought to my attention by a, uh, uh, I had that brought to my attention by a, uh, by a, a caller to the radio show earlier today. Uh, Miss Tasha, it was so, 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 so funny. I'm glad she brought that to the forefront. Now, before we wrap up things today, because it seems like you guys are or arguing with a Bills fan that has entered the uh, the YouTube portion of the chat, and that's all well and good because we welcome we welcome all kinds. A to Z Sports has a Kansas City affiliate. They have a Dallas affiliate. I'm sure if the Bills uh, continue to have success, then A to Z will take their talents to Bills Mafia as well. So we welcome all kinds, all shapes, all forms in the A to Z sports chat. Um, but this is this is the only thing that I'll say to this Bills fan who is ragging on the Titans fans about thinking that they're good. They are, uh, they are good, turns out. Now, the Chiefs may suck. In fact, I do think the Chiefs suck. But it's also incumbent upon good football teams to beat teams that suck. And not only did the Titans beat the Chiefs yesterday, they kicked the holy hell out of them. Now, when it comes to the Bills uh, Sports Hub on YouTube, I will completely acknowledge that that was a very close game. It was a fun game. And the Bills probably are one of the best teams in, not probably, they are one of the best teams in the AFC. Nobody has uh, a problem saying that. But what they do take issue with is when you come into the chat saying things, I'm not going to argue with y'all, LMAO, imagine loosing to the Jets. Loosing to the Jets. Loosing, I don't believe, is loosing a word? It may be a word. It may be uh, a different form of to loosen something, but to loose to the Jets is not grammatically, metaphorically, physically possible in any way, shape, or, or form because it's just not the proper use of the grammar. So imagine losing to the Tennessee Titans, who allegedly aren't any good. Now, maybe you in your head thought that you loosed to the Tennessee Titans. And that must be more difficult to grapple with because not only are you trying to struggle mentally and do the gymnastics of how to make that grammatically make sense, but you're also trying to cope with the fact that your football team came in here for a second year in a row and got their asses kicked. That's a tough scene. And it may have been a fluky play. It may have been some of the, you know, what the ball bounces one way or the other in football because that happens a lot. A lot of teams get lucky. A lot of teams have things go away and a lot of teams end up on the losing side of one-score games exactly because of it. It's what happened to the Bills on Monday Night Football. Nobody's denying that. And in fact, I'm grateful that it was a fun game. It was more fun than watching the, the Titans kill the Chiefs on Sunday. I want competitiveness. I don't care if the Titans win. I just want a fun game. Um, but what I can't understand is somebody coming in here talking shit via a chat and then just not even bothering to spell things correctly or to take proper care of grammar and then act, acting as if they're going to be able to make a respectable argument at all, because all, all you've done is shown your ass and embarrassed yourself because you're arguing about a losing football team that lost to the team or to the fan base of the team that you're currently trying to talk smack to. So um, whatever makes it easier for you, I'm happy. I have on my shelf in my office about, I would say it's about five feet from my arm's reach right now, an Associated Press style book. I'd be happy to mail you a copy so that you could find the various definitions of lose as opposed to loose. Um, and then make life easier on yourself. But it, uh, it may not may be made easier on yourself by any stretch of the imagination because you had to go in the bye week and sulk without football on Sunday after your team took a fat L at Nissan Stadium. And this comes as somebody who has no objective uh, interest one way or, or no subjective interest one way or another. I just don't like dumb people. Tough scene. <laughs> it's going to do it for us. 
on A to Z Sports Primetime. It was a lot of fun. I had, uh, it's been a while since I've got to rile myself up, so many thanks to Sports Hub for making that possible. Uh, here on the Primetime Show, we will be back at it tomorrow at 8 p.m. Central Time or thereabouts. Radio show is going to be a good time. Uh, a good time tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., so make sure you're tuned in then on 104.5 The Zone. Also, we will have uh, we will have available to you a new episode of The Install with Greg Cosell on Wednesday, and Greg and I will talk about the Titans and the Chiefs. We will talk about the Ravens and the Bengals. We will talk about the Colts and the 49ers and look ahead to the Colts' Week 8 opponent, which is in Indianapolis on Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I will see you guys uh, tomorrow on primetime or talk to you tomorrow on the radio show.